This episode is brought to you by Tabletop Dominion, purveyors of handmade dice and artisan gaming accessories. Why not head over to tabletopdominion.com and use the code BELLOW to enjoy 10% off your order. Who knows, maybe you will find your very own blue dice of power. Welcome to the Billowing Hilltop Podcast. I'm here with Paul, and now I'm here with Lucas. Hello, Lucas. Hello. We're all sitting around in the command pod. Paul yeah. and I are recording the adventures of Scaly in Frostanger, yep. while the others are all in Evenstar. Lucas, you can't listen in because you never know, there might be secret stuff. No, I'll piss off in a minute. <laughs> well, you know, it's fine. Yeah, just flush yourself out the airlock. It's not that you're not welcome. No, no, you are welcome. You are welcome. We thought while we were sitting around doing all of this stuff, we would record a few intros. It's always nice if you rate and review us. Lucas, what is our email address? Um. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hello. I, mean, uh, I always get confused Lu- because it's Billowing Hilltoe or something. Hello at no, Billowing no, that's our Twitter account. Hello at yeah, billowinghilltop.com. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, happy National Beer Day. Oh, National Beer Day. It's National Beer Day in the United Kingdom, uh, however you're observing it. We're observing it, well, I'm observing it, with a lovely glass of double-barreled Parker. It's very appropriate, isn't it, since you're here, Lucas? Yeah. Is it any good? Very nice beer it is, too. And Next it's also weekend, you'll have to bring along a couple of bottles that I can try. A couple of bottles of Parker, I most certainly yeah. will. We never actually established whether or not you'd got yourself some freebie beer from that um, brewery. The Clun Brewery. Clun Brewery. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever get anything? Never heard anything. I need to email wuh wuh. if I can find his email address. Will. I presume it's just wuh at clun.com and see if see what the deal is. Otherwise, social media is always the same. Blah, blah, blah. We haven't got any news or information. So let us push on. Thanks, Lucas. Thanks, uh, Paul. Mm-hmm. But, um, nothing, basically. No, it's my pleasure. Let us push on. This is one without you, Paul. I know. So every cloud, you know. Yeah. With episode 146 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, Casino Boogie. Nearly at 150. That's it. I'm off. Hello. 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 Hello, everyone. I don't know what's going to happen this time. I didn't know what was going to happen last time. I can't remember the. No idea. We we honestly, no we knew exactly idea. what was going to happen. Smoke. No idea. I don't know. Honestly. Was there smoke or something going on? There was smoke going on. We maybe ought to have. A- oh, these two creatures seem to be able to see through the smoke, don't they? Oh yeah. That well, was I saw. It. I see that you brought Paul's canister along. So obviously, you're expecting Paul to rejoin us at some point. <laughs> you got it working. Then <laughs> we've got everything Paul, set up. Paul, careful, careful. Don't, so don't move too quickly. <laughs> the main, uh, basically changing, changing the um, okay so the, the stitches are still fresh. The, it's a new speaker. <laughs> changing the capacitors seem to make all the difference. Yeah. We we plugged some AI in to make him sound like human. <laughs> yeah. Paul's just basically Chat human. GPT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No, no. But no. you're also playing classical music to him, weren't you? I played in the music from the coronation service. <laughs> And in the end, he just sat there scratching his orbs. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone see what I mean? It's a bit like the magic hall at the end. And here we have the, the magic sword, yeah, yeah. The, the cloak of displacement. He's rolled just a series <laughs> of high numbers. Yeah. It ends up with everything. Yeah. What did you end up with? Uh, not, really, not very much. Who <laughs> got the orb? Charles got the orb. Charles. Did he? I thought he got the scepter. No, he got the orb and the scepter. And the well, crown. And the cloak and the bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna put something back what are you gonna put back in a ring and three swords <laughs> i can't put it i'm not i'm not putting anything back <laughs> anyway we're in the casino and you've disturbed a meeting between some yeah, thugs some ouch splinter thugs and the casino boss a halfling called fortuna let me clarify this was this was johnny's plan wasn't it this was johnny's plan to disrupt uh, uh, lucas's well i don't know I was facilitating. It was Lucas's idea. I was facilitating it. So any blame, right? Yeah. Well, we made out like there was a fire, and then Johnny provided the smoke, and but it didn't seem to have any. The door opened, and these two creatures seemed to have seen right through it. Let's pick up with the people that were in the in the office. So, readers, I'm sorry if you don't know where we are, or we don't know where we are. But if you don't know where we are, well, this is going to be very difficult to explain. But there's a meeting going on in an office in the back of the casino, and you've tried to create a distraction in order to basically peel away these three thugs from Fortuna, the casino proprietor and founder and general over person. And in order to do so, you decided to try and create a distraction 
to do that, you set fire to something, and then Uncle Buggy has triggered the bonfire smoke from the axe of the Grey Woodsman and has sidled up towards this office. The door is open. You can see two thugs through the door, Johnny, because you can see through the smoke. Most people cannot. Yeah. The first thug that you can see is like a, a wiry, agile, darting tiefling wearing black clothing with a hood thrown back and one green and one grey eye. Those eyes seem to sparkle and dance and are extremely unnerving. That creature seems to be able to see through your smoke. And you know that originally there was another tiefling, like a duplicate of that tiefling, and we'll come back to them later. The thug behind, a character that you know from Keshia, the pit boss that has been looking after you, is called Malaby Splinter Skull. He's a grey-eyed, ouch splinter, heavy. He doesn't seem to be able to see through the smoke at all. He just seems like a normal person. You can see him, Buggy, and you can see that he is sort of fumbling his way towards the door and doesn't know what to do. The last thing that happened, the critical last thing that happened, is that the tiefling and the doorway shouted, go, to the other tiefling, and the other tiefling turned into a raven and headed for the window. That is where we left things. <sighs> so we've been rumbled, whatever happens. Well, you don't know what's going on. You don't know whether or not you have an opportunity to stop stuff or start stuff or but i think the only way we're going to do this is if we roll for initiative so let's start with that i'm gonna roll for my people 15 for uncle buggy 12 for purple 12 for sessions 15 for parker i'm gonna roll separately for the tiefling and for the hoodlum mr gray okay and then splinter skull Parker, what's your initiative modifier? Three. Buggy, what's your initiative modifier? Two. Okay. By dint of your initiative modifiers, you're going to go before the tiefling. But we're going to start with the thug, Splinter Skull. Buggy, can you give me a perception check? Very quickly. Yep. Uh, quicker than that. Uh, Eleven. <laughs> he throws back his cloak, reaches into a pocket. As he does so, you can get a good look at his arm. He's got drug kettle scars, which are the telltale signs of a Calamanthus user. He's clearly off his planet. He reaches into his doublet, whatever it is, pulls something out, drops it on the floor, smoke starts coming out of it. And he steps away from the door towards the window. I'm going to put some smoke in. Two different types of smoke. This is going to be a problem, but <laughs> here we go. Smoke or fog? It's not a fog cloud, is it? It's not a spell. In terms of its effect, it may be very similar to a fog cloud. It's clearly some kind of device, like a little smoke bomb. Next, it's Parker on 15. Parker, you can see the square root of fuck all. Hmm, difficult. So I'm behind the door. I previously popped my head out, lit the plant pot alight, then Buggy went out, caused the smoke. The smoke does go through the door. It spreads round corners, so yeah. So I'm actually not aware of where the... You're aware that things have kicked are. off. You heard yeah, somebody shout, go. I'm not aware where the arch splinters are. No. I will cast... You can't see Buggy either. It's heavily obscured. Yes. I will cast Long Strider. On yourself? Okay. On myself. Anything else? No. On 15, Buggy, can you give me another perception check? Five. Okay. What do you want to do? I'm going to move up. I can move through an opponent. Is that right? Oh, how big is he? He's not one size larger, is he? Oh, no, maybe he is. Mr. Grey is medium-sized. standing in the door. And I'm small, am I? I think Hobbit's small. Graham wouldn't know. How long have you been running this character? <laughs> I don't know. I just assume it's small. Never assume. Google it, man. Google it. I think it's small. Yeah, small. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so you're small. Yes, you, so can, move gonna go the, you can move through us. Five, yeah. 10, 15, 20. Do you draw an attack of opportunity? Yes. But I'm not moving away okay. from him. I'm moving. A 15 foot cube originating from you would be. 15 foot. How does it originate? Is that what you're. No, I'm going to do a spell. Okay, so, so you've now stepped into the smoke. So now you can't see. If I went slightly to the left of Mr. Gray, would that still be in? You'd be on the periphery of the smoke. You wouldn't be able to see any part of the room apart from Mr. Gray standing right next to you. You can't see the chap that dropped the device and you can't see the raven as it's heading through the window and you can't see fortuna um, you are calling here, out gonna... you are calling out what you see yeah yeah but he can't, I... he can't see anything 
I <laughs> I'm metagaming here. Why? Because I'm going to do a thunder wave, 15 foot radiating from me to get the others, but I can't really see them, can I? We can be a bit relaxed about 15 this. 15 foot cube. It's You've got a glimpse get of phrase around you. 15 foot cube originating from you. How does that work? It's a three square by three square cube, and it must originate with you at one face. So you must be connected to it. This is a little hangover. Well, it's a bit weird because it sounds edition. like it's five foot or on either. either no, no, it's 15 me. foot no. on each. It's 15 foot on each side. In the little picture with the gnome, I think it might show you the cube, although I know we had this conversation before. So I could go to the doorway and then do it. Yes, and it would fill the nine squares straight in front of you, or the nine squares starting in front of you and going off to your left. Yeah, I'll do that. Right. So I'll get long- Splinter okay. Skull. I go up there and I do a Thunder Wave as a fourth level okay, spell, so- and I'm going to max it out with my um, divine thing. Your divine thing, yeah. So yep. that's a f- yep. 32. Is there a saving throw? What's the DC? A constitution save, DC 15. Malaby makes his save, and Mr. Gray makes his save with a 15. So they both take 16 points of thunder damage. Because they save, they don't get pushed back either. Right. A thunderous boom audible out to 300 feet. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Marvellous. And then I'm going to start raging. All the glasses rattle and the tables in the bar and the casino and the chips jiggle about on the tables. And I guess I may as well switch off the thing, shouldn't I? Yeah. I'll move to the side because there's no point in standing in front of him. And I'll switch off the uh, smoke. Are you going to draw an attack of opportunity if you do that? That's true. I'll just stand slightly to the left of him. So I'm still within his thing of meat. I'm not sure that he threatens that square that you're standing in. No, I don't think he does. In that case, he gets an attack of opportunity. Because you move out of the threatened square. Precisely. Oh, no, I see what you mean. Just gets covered, doesn't he? If you attack round the corner. I don't know. It's fine. So I'll just stand in front of him. Well, it's him. No, I'm raging. Yeah. He clicks his heels together. It's the first thing he does. Boots the speed. Now that you're standing face to face with him, his eyes have changed from being green and grey to just grey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And there's a weird moment. You know those things in they used to do like subliminal advertising? A single frame of a film would be a picture of a product or something, and you weren't sure that you'd seen it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little flash moment where he's a raven, not a person, but he's not a raven, he is a person. Do you want to make an attack of opportunity? Yeah. He, it, whatever it is, steps back into the smoke and out of your view. 28. Oh, it's a hit. What are you attacking with? Great Axe of the Timber Dark, 23 points of damage. Ouch. Okay. Yeah, you fucker. (laughs) You don't know whether or not that's rattled him because you can't see him. All you can see now in this room is smoke. Session's on 12. mm. (laughs) Can you take out the raven? What raven? There is a raven coming out the window, presumably flying off to the Ouch Splinters headquarters. I'll take what I'll do. I'll move over to the window, Mike. And can I see a raven yeah. taking off? Ooh. Stop the pigeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy that's like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, is the answer. High above the streets and houses. You can see a bird moving like a... Well, not a bat out of hell. A raven out of hell. Mm-hmm. It's over the rooftops of the buildings on the other side of the street. We haven't got an infinite um, floor plan here, mm-hmm. everybody, but you get the general idea, Graham, right? Yeah. Approximately how like far it, away? It, well, at least 100 feet away and up. So it's burnt maybe more than 100 feet of movement. Almost at the point where you're going to lose the angle to see it if it keeps going horizontally. I don't wish to be boring about this but was the, was that window open i've thought about this long and hard okay <laughs> it's an arrow yeah. slit not a window okay yeah whereas the one that we're at is a window not an arrow slit i mean it's angled so it's still an arrow it so that's not got glass in either yes I'm, I'm relaxed about that uh okay well i'll give it a go at interrupting its movement mike i'm gonna try casting ice storm ha uh, huh. When it's a cylinder, yes, 20 foot cylinder, you... and I'll put it in the yeah. middle of the cylinder. Yes. And rain down ice and bludgeoning Stuff damage. 
So let's see what happens. Saving throw? Yeah, dexterity saving throw. Okay. Only rolling an 8. DT 18. Yeah, okay. He's failed that saving throw. So it takes 2d8 bludgeoning damage. 6. And 46 cold damage. 10 cold damage. Buggy, in the smoke, you mm. feel a kind of weird wave of cold and you hear the sound of somebody wincing in pain. Okay, so he's trying, he's moving the damage over to the other person. Or it's an aspect of him. Mm. I think the hail causes that area to be difficult ground for a round. Every square costs two squares, correct? Yeah. Well, that's going to slow it down a little bit. Yeah, not very much. Burple on 12. So if I move you over to the window, can I see it? I just want to target it with a spell. Well, the lightly obscured would be the thing that would be most natural, and that would not preclude anybody casting a spell. Is that right? Spherical Wall of Force. How does that work? I can cast a Spherical Wall of Force. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Sphere with a radius of up to 10 feet. So it's a 20-foot radius sphere that lasts for 10 minutes. Yeah, we had a discussion about this. Yeah. Your suggestion was that people should get a dexterity save. Which I, de- Which... I, think, I think was a terrible idea. I mean, it's a bird. <laughs> now, on reflection. <laughs> it's a bird. If it's a giant thing in the middle of a sphere, it just needs to break the plane. But if it's a tiny bird in the middle of a 20-foot diameter sphere, it should be, it should be, you know, a done deal. I mean, if that's the way you want this spell to work for the future, that is fine. Mm. I mean, I don't think it matters whether or not you're a bird or a human. I think it makes a big difference. It's I think if you're radius. small, you know, then I think if you're medium so if you're, size, I think right, it's so fine. If you're buggy or sessions, yeah. then you wouldn't get a second yeah, correct. But if well, you're I'm not sure you would yeah. that. Very yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the raven is moving like absolute lightning, but of course it's currently standing still because of the round <laughs> system, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is the classic thing. Well, how can people dodge out of a fireball by saving against it? Bearing in mind that they can't move because it's not their turn. Everybody is always in motion. Yeah. And you've targeted it like flat. It's 100 feet away. Trying to target a fighter aircraft. Yeah. But you don't have to make a hit roll with the spell. Yeah. So I think we can put that to one side. It's just a question whether or not it's got any chance to evade it. Yeah, give it a save. And whatever rule we decide, I think we're going to have to remember this because obviously bad guys may start trying to do the same thing to you. So if we decide that this is a no-save 10-minute concentration prison, then it is (laughs) What's the decision of the Council of the Wise? I'm happy to... That's everybody apart from Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I I can see it both ways. The difference between this and a fireball is a fireball, you can see the pea coming and you can, you know, die for cover. With this, it just instantly springs into existence. Yeah, but then the same is true of the ice storm. Do you get a save to avoid the ice storm? To avoid the damage, yeah. Yeah. But there's no damage. And you don't avoid the the ice storm, you take half damage, don't you? It's not saved to zero, is it? Dan, you have persuaded me. You trap it inside your ball of force. And from now on, ball of force offers no saving throw. Maybe you should and turn it around and make, make Dan make a attack roll with it or something. That would be inventing a whole other thing. Mm. <laughs> well, he's got to target the, the, it in the, the right place at the right time. But then the same would be true of a fireball. And I think we just start to get ourselves into a very difficult area. I mean, just throw a, a sort of odd one in if you would shoot an arrow at that point you'd have to roll to hit if you target a spell you automatically hit a point yes exactly utterly inconsistent so it's highly inconsistent but we aren't going to change all of the spell targeting rules in order to fit this one single but you do have a spell attack bonus i mean it is in the rules if you wanted to do that i'm not necessarily in favor of it eldritch bolt or whatever it is or a ray of frost he would have to quite difficult to argue i think that if you're doing a darkness spell on it targeted on it you wouldn't save to jump out the darkness would you so i I guess there is no no there is no save i I think that there's actually an even stronger argument to be honest for no save there's a spell that does exactly what dan's trying to do force cage what force Force cage which doesn't have a save i mean it's a high level spell but it's just point and you create something and there's no save unless you're too big to fit in it there is still a problem with it in that it's, just a, it's up in the air right i'm sorry so, about this readers so that that we haven't solved the problem we've just delayed the problem so now we can deal with the two guys on the ground i mean in previous editions it was always a wall was it, it was a flat surface no 
No. I mean, no, I think you could always could do, do a dome or, or a sphere. No, I think you I can. think you could do a hemispherical, I'm not sure you could do a sphere. Okay. Keshia. Who's that? She's the pit boss that's been oh, right. looking after you thus far. Keshia looks around frantically, like all of this stuff is kicking off. She sort of knew that something would be happening. She looks like, what's the word? Johannesburg. <laughs> she looks crestfallen. She's been trying to avoid any kind of, mm. yeah. Imperial entanglements. Imperial entanglements, precisely. She looks around to see if people are reacting, and then she starts running towards the exit. On 18, Splinter Skull. You hear a voice, Buggy, shout, What's happening? What's happening? On 15, it's Parker. <sighs> Why don't you Still really up? after that whole round, none the wiser as to what to do. Um, You're just hoping things would shake themselves out. Kill them. Yeah. No, the wheel of days turns for the time being. Who's the time being? Is uh, it Paul? Not now. Ah, yes. I know what I'm going to do. Kill them. So I'm going to move up to next to Bugraft. Yep. And I'm going to drop a fireball into the room. You know the... Right. The where, exactly where? <laughs> placed on... It's a 20-foot radius. Just on so basically... Yeah? Well, no, Kesha's run out towards the end. Yeah, yeah Kesha's run out. So is they the only people yeah. in the room are baddies? No, isn't... And, hang on. And the the one that's the, the boss. You're having this shouted rapid-fire conversation. And the one that's the what? Isn't the boss still in there? I can't see it, but... No, no, she just... No, she didn't. This one that ran out was the one that escorted us into this room here. Yeah? She's never oh. been in that room <laughs> since this combat started. It's true to say, Parker, that Fortuna the proprietor of the casino was in this office with these three heavies. Cashier is the pit boss That's that right. noticed you when you teleported so we in. we don't know where Fortuna... Sorry. Uh, just Quick way to find out. Today than you know, why so burn it all to the ground? Fortuna is still in the room. Kill them Could all be. and resurrect them. Yeah. I can't remember. We don't know. It's turned into a bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit, so my thunder wave might wasted her. I can't remember seeing a in there. No, she didn't leave, did well, she? Well, it was, it was right. in there. It was in there. I removed it when the smoke cloud arrived. Well, I will move next to the buggy anyway. Right. And then I will shout... Um, Just shout anything. Run out, Fortuna, as fast as you can. <laughs> right. Um, Fire in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's... Are you going... Uh, I think that's all I can do, really, until we actually know, because... Dan, are you going her? Huh? I'm going her, uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, who's going? Mm. Right, that's me. Someone's then. going. Yeah, mm. Maybe I will go. Uh, I was going. Uh, but uh, that's going, it. Oh, it's mm. done. Okay, on fifteen. Yeah. It's uh, cool, Maggie. Uh, can I make a perception check to hear the uh, move up to the square where the person was speaking? You don't need to make a perception check. You could hear where the person was. So they were, was they were about in the middle of the room, but over towards the left-hand wall. I mean, that's okay. Well, I'm your, just going to move forward uh, and slash around bug with the sense. axe. Can you give me a square that you're going to slash into in this turn? The one to the northwest of me. Bingo. It's the blinded condition, so you're make, rolling at disadvantage. Make an attack roll. Uh, that's, that's a, a two. <laughs> and the next one. Okay. Loser. Doesn't matter. A one. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter because I'm a hobbit. I get to re-roll ones. It but doesn't, also doesn't matter because you're rolling at disadvantage, so it doesn't matter what you roll. The two is what counts. Yeah. Well, he gets surely he takes the lowest roll, which is the one, which means he gets no, to re-roll. He doesn't take the one. <laughs> okay, right. okay. I'd be nice on the wall of force. Right. No, hang on, I don't get it. I, I Wait this a was my second attack. The first one my missed, be obviously, because I rolled a two, so I'm not rolling oh, the so next. This is the first roll of your second attack. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I wouldn't roll. I wouldn't bother rolling okay. again because a two's definitely going to miss. <laughs> <laughs> But what if you get a two? Wet. What if you get a two with your second roll? Does that negate the one? No, because you re-roll the one I, now and then make your second roll. Yes, I right. I so re-roll the one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benef- so benefit of the doubt. No, yeah, I did. thought it's my other attack. So this is the. F- I get to re-roll this because I'm a hobbit, but I am now feeling that I'm rolling really badly, so I'm just going to get a few bad dice rolls out. So <laughs> just <laughs> practice. Hang on. Did you, so this did is, you not? This, this practice, did, is this a re-roll? That's a 16. A great reroll. That's a 17. Okay, this is going well. Another 17. That's, oh, now a four. Just tell me when it's the real one. 13. Right, also would have been fine. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Okay, so this is the second attack, first roll. No, this is... Okay, so that's the replacement of the one. 
Yes, it's an 11. it's a 22. Hitting armor class, 22. Right. Okay, and then roll the second roll, because it's a disadvantage. Oh, it's fuck it. Okay, you don't hit anything. <laughs> <laughs> does it um, ping off some armor? Or does he just, just not Welcome to my well, world. This is, it's such a stupid system, right? Yeah. 5e, I mean... I mean, we're going to stick with it, right? What? To the bitter end. What's stupid? Well, Even if it bounced off and I knew where it was, I'd still be attacking advantage because I can't see it. Disadvantage. Yeah, but you don't even know you're attacking into the right square. That's the point. You could be attacking into an empty square buggy. You didn't roll high enough to find out whether or not there's anybody there. And what Dan was trying mm. to establish was, did you at least establish that there's somebody there that you've missed? But that would be the same with the early editions. Anyway. Well, some systems have different well, mechanics. I'm a big fan of the disadvantage. I think it's a. I think it's a great mechanic, but there's other stuff that just doesn't, you know. You just go with it. That's much the game. Just work. go with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, quite a lot. <laughs> quite a lot doesn't work. But let's just no, go. No, I with don't it. think so. I think it's a very good system. So what was I? There's something else I was going to do. Yeah, but you just hate. You just hate Pathfinder. All right. I'm going to switch on. Well, mm, I don't know. Uh, hang on. Is that to do with Pathfinder or what you're going to do? It was Pathfinder. <laughs> I. I. Sorry. I. I I was just looking at the Pathfinder because I got all the PDFs, right? The, the bundle mm. pack. And I was just looking at some of the monsters. And it's like plus 40 to hit. You know, it's that sort of thing that I just think with Pathfinder, it doesn't work. The dice rolls are becoming meaningless. If, you, if you've got so many bonuses, the, I agree with you the, the dice roll yes, doesn't you... make much difference. You may as well just, I yeah, don't know. I that's totally what I don't like you. about Pathfinder. At a higher level, they don't think they've fixed it. So that's all. Anyway, the role that the dice plays in the resolution of anything is becomes yep. increasingly irrelevant. Yes, yes. But anyway, um, oh, I'm the, going. They bring it in their critical success and yeah. But I mean, you could argue that that's in. correct. I mean, if you're a first level nothing, then obviously you know you're all about luck. Whereas if you're a fifteenth level something, then you're all about skill. But it, um, that's why know. you train for fifteen levels but everything to up, reduce everything, your skill. Everything upscales. It's a good point. Fourth edition, isn't it? <laughs> you just you just end up getting well, more I mean, and more bonuses, fighting against higher and higher armor classes, and it just you, you just we yeah. didn't play fourth edition beyond first level. No, but you could see where it was going. <laughs> well, you hated it. We all loved it. We all loved it, readers. But fourth Johnny edition. hated it. He took against what? it, didn't you? Just like you took against Pathfinder, and he took Pathfinder against two. This is a very rules discussiony session, isn't it? I'm sorry, yeah, readers. Please. Anyway. um I've completely forgotten. Okay, you, you might I'm going to switch on my smoke because people can't see in that room anyway. What? <laughs> no, but then I can't see. Well, you can't see anyway. <laughs> he can, at least he can see where he is. But I mean, but those creatures can see you as well. Or at least Not one of them I can. when I switch on the darkness, they won't be able to see me. Darkness? Not the darkness, the smoke. I they can could see, see you through before, my smoke. Through your own I thought we just could, established that one, one of them, of them could, was looking anyhow, at you through the one smoke. One of them could, but the guy who did the smoke bomb couldn't no it's all right okay i won't switch it on but there's no evidence that the guy that did the smoke bomb can see you now hmm. well i don't he'd be a bit silly to do a smoke bomb stay or in the, it and then or that he's still there not be able to see through okay i won't switch on sessions on 12 well um oh you're not going to cast the old again are you i might no no i'm going <laughs> to move into the corridor no i'm going to move up to the door yeah, mm-hmm. and I can't see anything, but I can see all of my friends. You can see Parker. You could see, yeah, you can see all your friends. Well, you can't see Buggy, but yeah. Oh, I can't see Buggy. Okay, so I'm just gonna move to there, and that's it. <laughs> okay, you move to the door, and that's it. Burple, Burple with his force bubble. One, what do you want to do? Two, you can't move this force bubble, can you? Five, or can six, you? Six. No. Okay. I'll move up next to Parker mm-hmm. and draw my swords and ready to hit something. On seven, it's the staff. That basically just means everybody else. We're 12 or 18 seconds into stuff and enough has happened that people are reacting. So you've got a situation now whereby the punters are running around. Some of them are just curious. We're in a fantasy knock about swords and sorcery environment after all right this kind of stuff happens all the time some are spilling out from the other rooms into the main atrium area curious some are in a state of some panic look like they want to be leaving some of the staff are sort of approaching Keshia, who ran out towards the exit 
now runs back, shouting at you, Burple. There are two more. And that ends that round. And we start the next round with the turn of somebody you can't see. There's two more. Mm. Uh, I think my thunder wave probably raised the alarm. <laughs> Possibly. A voice shouts out this time from the far right-hand corner. Call them off. Call them off. Or you'll pay a heavy price. Who's he saying that to? Well, who do you think? I don't know. Fortuna. That came from your ahead of you and to your right, Uncle Buggy. On 15, it's Parker. Not really any further. <laughs> um, go in and get the smoky thing and throw it out the window. Do I know where the smoky thing is? No, but I'm sure you could find it. We did We did know where he put it down, didn't we? It's in the middle of that. Um, <laughs> it's in the middle of uh, that. Hold on a minute. What does my element... Attunement. I can snuff a candle or a campfire. We had this before, didn't we? When we were down in the uh, smelly bit in the Ebon Triad area, there was also smoke, and you allowed me to move one square of smoke per round. I did in the lair of the Great Woodsman. That's right. So I will start doing that. So I will move into the first square inside the room which is only a quarter covered, and I will carve out the square directly in front of me, which is the square next to Buggy. So you can reveal... It's going to adjust the smoke coverage. So now Uncle Buggy's square is clear. So is the square that you're not sure, but where you think that Mr. Grey was last standing. Yes. Which is the five-foot square in front of you. You can't see anybody else, so these squares are empty. Okay. Well, I won't move into it because then he can attack me out of the smoke. Buggy on 15. So the two squares in front of me are empty. Do you want to make a perception check to see if you can detect movement or the presence of somebody in the squares in front of you? Yeah, I mean... Um, Give it a shot. Make a roll. It's Train not used my action, is it? Uh, I don't think so, no. Just if you... Okay, so 18. You don't think there's anybody standing... The, Again, the square to the northwest on, I was attacking before. Can't there's no anything. sign that there's anything there or ahead of you. Uh, okay, well, I'll move into the square diagonally to the northwest, up against the wall. The square that you were attacking into last turn. Yeah. And there's nothing there. It's empty. And I'll, I'll just keep moving until I hit something. There's a table that you kind of walk into, and you get the sense that there's a some kind of form there. What do you want to do? Uh, well, I'll keep moving. Okay. There are some chairs that you're kind of clattering And then into. the final one. It's empty. You well, when you try and move into that square, there's somebody in that square. Say, who are you? If you're Fortuna, make yourself known, otherwise I'm going to hit. <laughs> See, that's not yeah, a very yeah. good question, because I'll just lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You spotted the floor this in that one. here. Yes, it's Fortuna. Yes, I don't know where they went. <laughs> Everything's normal here. You see here. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) I'll say, who are you? You hear... (laughs) Sounds like somebody muffled. Right. Then I'll ignore that one and then carry on moving. You clatter into the corner and you find another person. I've gone more than my movement, so I I can't do anything. I'll I'll shout to Parker. He's over here in the corner. Okay. I like that. Session's on 12. I'm going to hop on the sweepstakes, swoop out towards Keshia, and ask where the other two are. You can see two people when you oh, get Oh, right, there. okay, where are they? They're, they're at the foot of the steps outside. They are looking wary, and they are walking up towards the, the main entrance of the casino. I will signal to... Goon 1 and Goon 2. Two gooners outside the um, building. I signal yeah. to my colleagues... Things aren't that bad, Graham. You get the sense, uh, Sessions, that they were probably told to wait outside and then they've heard stuff kicking off. What else do you want to do? I didn't see the guy that was in this room, did I? Buggy had his fog cloud out before we got a chance to do anything. You've never seen anybody in that in yeah. that office where everything is kicking off. All you can see now is Parker standing in the okay, door. I'm going to call the uh, crushing coin into um, existence. In between you and the entrance. In between me and the entrance. In between you and the goons, right. Yeah, but up at, up towards the ceiling, so it's probably not too obvious to them at this point in time. And then I'll float up towards the ceiling. Cool. Could be part of the decorations in a casino. Yeah. Uh, purple on 12. I will move out into the open. These guys are carrying swords, right? These goons. Yeah. They've got a sword out each. They're wearing leather armour. They look nervous. I will do a dissonant whispers. 
on Goon 1. Goon 1. Wisdom save DC 18. Massively failed. Okay, well, it takes 5d6. Bloody hell. That's <laughs> all high level. Okay, yeah. It's only a third level spell. Uh, 20 points of damage, and it uses its reaction to run away. Well, that 20 points of damage seems to be relatively significant, and it runs away. She, let's put a person here, right? They're not just numbers, Dan. Mm. She runs away in a state of fear. That's it. That's my round. People are assembling in this kind of atrium area, looking confused and not knowing what to do. Some of them are drifting towards the exit. Nobody seems to be in a particular state of alarm. They are just like, I don't know what's going on in there, but I'm just going to start making my way out. That's the staff. Top of a new turn. Uncle Buggy, from right next to you, you hear a voice say, If you don't back off now, I'm going to cut her throat. Whose throat? I can't see anything. No more joking from you. Meh, fuck off. (laughs) Right then. And you hear a rending sound and an awful (sighs) bubbling cry. Uh, Parker on 15. Can I choose the squares I vacate in anywhere or do they have to be the ones in front of me? What's your ruling on that? Can I clear the square in front of Buggy? I don't think you can clear squares that you can't see. Don't have any other... No other restrictions, but you can't clear squares you can't see. So we're assuming he's got her grappled in the square in front of Buggy. You've heard a sound like her throat just got cut. So with Fist of Unbroken Air says as an action you can um, a chosen creature within 30 foot must make a strength saving throw okay well you have to be able to choose I have to be able to see it to choose it I think that seems reasonable do we think the fog is magical there's a little device lying on the ground but I think that it's probably stopped emitting smoke it's in a square that you've cleared smoke canister this smoke is going to dissipate of its own volition but we've had Something like 30 seconds less since it was triggered. It wouldn't do it of its own volition. Right? <laughs> it's got no will or agency here. It's no, just no. smoke. Can you do a gust of wind or something? Uh, no, but I can do the... Oh, well, Graham, I, I will say, I really hope you didn't cause any harm to Fortuna there, because that means obviously you won't be able to leave here alive. Okay, I will clear the square of smoke to the left of buggy yeah and when i clear it what's that table there's nobody in that some chairs. in basically in the right and then i will move up one square in front of the table okay can you give me a perception check oh dear seven okay good. we're back around to buggy again on 15 okay well i'm guessing this person's right in front of me because i haven't heard otherwise is that right well, you heard a voice from straight in front of you say, back off. Yeah, and no movement after that. No. Why don't you ready to whack it and I'll disperse the gas for you. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll ready in action to bash the creature in front of me as soon as the thing's gone. Got it. Can you make a perception check, Puggy? 11. Okay. Session's on 12. Okay, I'll move up to the doorway. I cast Gust of yes. Wind down the... The ten-foot-wide path that is Parker and Buggy and disperse all the gas yeah, yeah. in that space. That's going to serve to disperse the entire thing, so we can clear it off. Just and you can see two figures in that corner of the room. One is holding onto the other. One is this Malaby Splinter Skull, looking desperate, his eyes darting from left to right. He's holding the slumped form of Fortuna. He's clearly delivered some catastrophic damage to her windpipe and there's blood pouring down the front of her dress i told you i'd do it i told you i'd do it now you're all gonna die because you've made the wrong kind of enemy it's the other wax into his head you've got your breaded action oh yeah does that go everything else yes okay i'll do that bash 26 is a hit 24 points of damage he looks a bit chopped up he looks very kind of hyper don't you ready the attack action? Can't you attack again? You use your reaction to make a single attack. Sessions, uh, is anything else from you? I will step to the side of the door. Actually, I'm floating, but to give... You will float to the side of the door yeah. on the sweepstake. Burple on 12. Is she making death saves or does she look dead? Dead, dead. You can't see her at all. And you don't know that she's injured or wounded. Where's the other guy? It's a very good question. I 
You can't see anybody from where you're standing. Just maybe catch a glimpse of Parker. Otherwise, that section of the office you can see it. Malaby Splinter Skull's in the corner. He's got a hold of Fortuna, who is clearly in a state of distress. And uh, Buggy is chopping at him with an axe. And Parker is thinking of his next question. (laughs) And there's no sign of anybody else. Can I move it up to Splinter Skull in the corner? Yeah, you'd be standing in the square where she is, but yes, technically, yeah. All right, well, I'll hit him. Okay. I shall strike him with the Sword of Ecosial. Yes. Ooh. Oh, yes. Any sword. Not just any sword, but the Sword of Ecosial. Mm-hmm. Hitting armor class 12. Is a miss. And I shall... The sword of Ecosial, not just any sword. Yeah, and I shall hit him, in that case, with the Sword of Zosial. Oh, the Sword of Zosial. The Sword of Zosial. Do you know him? Hitting armor class 24. Ah, the sword of Zosial, not any sword, does strike whom? Does seven points. Okay, disappointing, yep. And another d6 lightning damage. Nasty. And I will throw in a point of bardic, bardic inspiration. inspiration, which is... To do an extra X number of... 5d6, I think it is. Psychic blades. Yeah, see, I remember... Just stuff. trying to remember what it's, uh, what it is. It does an extra 5d6, I think. Well, let's do 5d6... Mm-hmm. Uh, the 5d6 is 16. Yes. And another point of... Got it. Down. Done. So 24. Done. And well, um... Oh. I will step back into the corner. On seven. Oh, oh dear. Okay. Fortuna seems to slump a little bit more dangerously towards the floor. And Kesha comes running into the office saying, Fortuna! Fortuna! And... It's this horrible man who drops Fortuna's floppity body like a dead rag doll and slashes with his with his cookery at Buggy. Oh, rolling an 18, hitting armor class 23. Yep. Doing a total of subtle damage. Six points of slashing damage. Yep. I'm not raging. Uh... He shouts... Yeah, you are raging. You were raging before. No, but I, I had a round where I hadn't attacked anything. Well, nothing can attack me. Okay. He shouts, uh, Just remember, if I don't walk out of here unharmed, you're all for the chop. Is that the best <laughs> you can do? I say. He looks around when you say that. He can't see anybody. And then he looks down and he sees you. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, It's not me you've got to worry about, yeah? part of something bigger. Is that the best you can well, do? You, you used to be part of something bigger, but unfortunately you're now dead. Just lie down on the ground because you're dead. That, I'm afraid my uh, weird goggle-eyed friend is a classic example of short-termist uh, thinking. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> on 15, it's Parker. Parker. Do I get any disadvantage if I jump on the desk and attack him from there, or do I have to nah. move now? No, be my guest. Right. Desk collapses. You take 62 points. <laughs> really, it's a mimic. Eats you. Collapsing damage. Yeah. And then there's a pit trap underneath it. No! Yeah. It's fine. Fall oh, to the well, Earth's core. Oh, well, I didn't take any falling damage from a pit trap. Fall so. to the Earth's core and you evaporate. <laughs> You're all surrounding this guy. Bish bash bosh. <laughs> oh, class no, 19. Yes. That's 17 points of damage. Oh, right. Yep. Armor class 24. Also a hit. 10 points of damage. One dead goon. Right. Right. After all of that, Parker just yeah. jumps onto the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Two punches. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> dead. But we don't know where the other one is, right? You don't know. Mm. Time for a heal on... Buggy? Fortuna. Oh, do a I'm heal staying on in, uh, thingy. She stabilises. Oh, hang on. Uh, ridic- spare the... Hang on, ridiculously do- gentle... Death and dying rules of 5e. Step in I'll again spare to save the another life. <laughs> Which is a hand trip. Can't you just okay. heal her? Well, sessions on 12. Being a bit mean with the spells. You're just going to zoom round okay. the thing. Sessions on 12. On session, I'll swoop in, tamper with the happy stick, and return to my position. Burful on 12. Do you want to roll, or are you just going to manage that there in the background? What am I meant to be doing? You can, you can roll the healing, can't you? Yeah, I... Yeah, just kind what's of up to the goons? Do that in the background. Purple on 12. Well, you don't know. Oh, uh, in the 12. Killed one of them. We don't know where the other one is. Okay. No, well, I mean the goons on better. the she sort of, south side of the she building. She coughs and starts looking around. 
in a state of bewilderment. I'm going to cast Sea Invisibility and open this door. The door into the kiosk? Yeah. It's the kiosk. Huddled under the teller's window is a scared-looking halfling attendant. Okay, but I can't see it. There's another door. Did did anyone come through here? Uh, No, the door's not opened. Okay. I probably turned into a bird and flew out like that. Okay, look out the window. Look out the arrow slit. Can I see my... uh, Your bubble? Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing in it. Thought there wouldn't be. There's nothing in it. Or rather, you can't see anything in it. I've got to be very careful how I do stuff, but... That's my round. I opened the door, I did the sea invisibility, and I looked out the window. I think that's probably a round. Parker. Um, Fortuna says, they're going to be coming. What have you done? Speak to these two. <laughs> Parker and Bugcroft. They did it. <laughs> it, it. It wasn't my idea. <laughs> Shared responsibility, I see. Okay, fair mm. enough. Well, I, I you know. point at the, uh, the, the big thing with the green head. Well, we couldn't know that they were going to see through a distraction, but uh, more to the point is, what do we what, do now? What were you thinking? Anyway, okay, well, uh, we are where we are, but what, she just looks at the dead body of Splinter Skull. Oh, we'll get rid of that. Like, we are we'll in so much, we are in so much trouble. What do you suggest we do? Hide. I suggest we clean this we place do. up, and then when the next people arrive, you can basically claim... Mr. Greed and Mr. Gray saw what happened. Hmm. I'm going to have to think about a way of getting out of here. We, we, you're not you know how long it's taken me to it's build us, this? It's us that are going to be in trouble. We, we have Come with us to, no, back we to, us back to Frostanger. That is seriously not the way these people think. They don't anyway, know there's no, any connection with that between us and you. So you haven't done anything wrong. We have, so you shouldn't be. I think well, all that's going, to, all that's that going to matter to them is that they were here, they were with me, and, you know, as soon as Mr. Green and Mr. Grey get back to their... I tell you what. Master, I'm in terrible trouble. Why don't we rob the place and you can blame us and we'll give you the money back later? Give me a charisma. What relevant skill have you got? Uh, Persuasion. Perfect. Give me a roll. (laughs) 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 Okay. She says, I guess it might be worth a try, but I I don't think they're going to buy it. They're going to know what happened when Grey and Green tell them what, what they've seen. Well, that was, well, that was what before did they the see? robbery. What they yeah. saw was they saw a bunch of people come in, do some smoke, duff them up, and then one of them ran away. They didn't see any interaction between us and you. It might work. It might work. It might work. And if we now, unfortunately, we're going to have to, you know, duff you up a bit, tie you to the chair, and then we'll bugger off, ransack the place. Well, just this area. The little room next door is well, not the, the safe. Chief, the yeah, safe yeah. Yeah. Kesha is kind of it looking just around looks like a, behind just you looks like a... and making eye contact with Fortuna. And it looks like the two of them are sort of having a quick, silent calculation and conversation between themselves about whether or not they can make this fly. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I'm chopping off the head of this guy, sticking it on a spike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lovely. Lovely. Are you going to adorn your backpack with the spike? Um, Wear well, it's it not like a stuffed a head. It'd be trophy. quite heavy, probably. So I'm just sticking on a spike. Well, you could and I might... well wait. You could suck the brain out. Yeah, you suck could suck everything out. I mean, how long can that take? 20 minutes, half an hour, something like that. <laughs> I'm, not that I'm not that hungry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the moment, <shut> up. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what we really came here to do was Ew. deliver our shopping list. I... Yeah, I know. <laughs> This may not be anymore the perfect venue for your magic shopping. We might need to go somewhere else. (laughs) Well, also, yeah. Is there somewhere else? Well, there are other casinos, but let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Obviously, (laughs) things are going to get a bit more difficult around here. I'm going to take the spiked head and sticking it right outside the entrance. (laughs) (laughs) You're running out to the front of the casino and mounting the severed head of the Ouch Splinter crime goon on a spike yeah. outside in a statement of yes. defiance. Okay, fine. Sessions? Uh, I'm trying to see whether... run through a round very quickly. Whether they think this plan is worth doing. It's not you that's going to be in trouble if this doesn't work, is basically what she says. I have True. A, it might but work. But I mean, you're going to be in trouble. It seems like a lot of risk for us and no risk for you. I have a controversial suggestion. Mm-hmm. Why don't we launch an attack on the Ouch Splinters? Yeah. Ooh. That sounds good. I'll be up for oh, that. We just go straight at them. 
By the way, Cuthbert owes us 15,000 gold pieces. He does. Why don't we go and collect? Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, I'm that up for you, it. Burple. You engineered this situation, right? <laughs> Burple, that's what Attack you suggest. Attack is the best form of defence. That's what you suggest? Yeah. Why are we still in round sequence? <laughs> because something's going to happen to Maybe we don't want to be in this room. We should perhaps mm. move our conversation into this room. Well, no, no, no. You've had... I'm I've in the foyer. I've been very clear like, that you've been... Yeah, my figure. If you move yourself in your turn, you move yourself in it's your turn. It's my turn, though, isn't it? In a turn sequence. Uh, sure, you want to move yourself? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not so sure of yourself no, now. No, I'm not. I'm going to move to the office next door. Bottom of the round. In the office... Quasit appears. Oh dear. Looks around. You again. And speaking in Cuthbert's voice, it says, It seems we have a little bit of a problem. And we'll find out. Cuthbert wants to talk to you about and how you might resolve this and how much trouble you're in and whether or not you've got an opportunity to mount a frontal assault on the outsplinters when we pick things up next week. I like your idea, Dan. I think there's nothing wrong with being yeah. aggressive here. Cheeky. Why not? The Billowing Hilltop Podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Prince of Red Hand and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Prince of Red Hand was written by Richard Pett. Music is from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Bellowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening!